Mr. Trevor Rust. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Nice little Jefferson Ocean bourbon. I heard it's for the best guys. It's for the good, it's for the good visitors. Only for the special people. And for the elite. You are special. I knew you were special when I met you through your beautiful, hopefully soon to be fiance or wife, Tommy. Um, this is kind of uh, a, a two-part thing. This is an extension of local mentorship as well as a fireside chat. Um, but you were one of the first candidates that came in through Dami to come into the mentorship program that Evan and I put together for five young guys that were looking to take incomes from 50 to 70 grand to six figures. Um, so that was how long ago now? It's a year and change, just shy, I think it was February, January, late January we met. Yeah, so a little over a year. Um, since then, um, we'll run through this story but uh since then you have left your job which you were doing full-time trucking moving heavy equipment which uh, most of us myself included are not familiar with but that's not an easy job no it's uh it's blue collar man it's a uh, hard work you know it's it's la like physical labor and long hours you know long hours i think is the biggest thing blue collar is great you know a lot of blue collar makes you know a lot of money but we still are, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, st I still am. <laughs> I'm definitely blue collar. But it was taking a lot of time away from you, Dami, and your beautiful daughter, Riley, yeah. which, you know, you had told me that you wanted to spend more time with. And I meant it. You know? What did I say to you at that time? I forget, man. I, I didn't know what to expect, truthfully. I, uh, I remember it was probably like December or November, you know, Dami had just finished, uh, you know, babysitting for Colton, you know, over the summer, she went back to work and uh, we became Instagram friends or Facebook friends and like, hey, this local mentorship thing. I'm like, I'm in, you know, I think I, I think I replied not thinking I was qualified at all. You know, that's not a, it's not, it wasn't even in my wheelhouse or really a thought. And you're like, you're the guy for the job. You're hired. <laughs> like, you're yeah, the one. I'm look, you're the like, one I'm looking for. I think I said it. I yeah, think this I said, guy. Hey. This guy can help me blow up this local mentorship program. He's so special. He doesn't even realize yeah. it. And I meant that. And you've now become a you know a really good friend of you know not only mine, you know, but my family. My son sees you, and he's like starstruck, as well as your yeah. your beautiful girlfriend, Dami. Um, but you you came from struggles, right? You know, everything that Evan and I wanted to do with the show is was predicated on spotlighting a small business and in my eyes was extracting wealth away from the elite if you look at all the problems in the world today it's disney owns a fraction of media and the politicians control wealth through you know multiple different you know money laundering schemes in in my opinion yeah um and if we want to just sit there and talk shit on social media that's not really gonna do anything. We actually have to do something to hit back. And that's everybody who thinks like Evan and I and you, as well as everybody around us thinks is, we gotta you know, put our money where our mouth is and go to work after it. So it was inspiring that young guy to say, I can go launch a business. I don't have to go work and trade my time for money for 50, 60, $70,000 a year. And when you walked into our lives, it was like, this guy, can yeah. easily go to six figures and he doesn't even realize it. And most times that's all we need is a little bit of guidance and a little bit of love saying, dude, you can do it. And since we met, you have, you know, taken it to the moon. I think that, uh, 
that plays a part. Like I'll say I'm naive or ignorant in a sense to, I didn't even know what I was walking into, you know, come up to Red Bank, you know, come sit and, and have a, you know, a chat with me. Was you that know, our first chat in that the Red Bank? That was our first chat. Yeah. yeah, I was in the office. A little scared, intimidating. Scared shitless, if I'm being honest, you know, mm -hmm. how do I dress? I'm the truck driver. I'm the, you know, I'm walking into this, you know, office where, where I don't belong in my head. I don't and, belong uh, there either. We don't belong there. Yeah, scared, <laughs> most people in there are like, you know, Ryan, Ryan yeah. look at what Ryan's wearing. Look the, at him. So that's it. You know, what do I wear? What do I do? I think, you know, Dami's laughing. She knows I'm a prima donna. So it's like, I got to do my hair. I got to do this. I got to do that. It was probably, we probably fought, you know, before I left to go there because I'm like stressing out, you know. But yeah, I didn't you threw think. threw Dami off. She wasn't ready for it. I didn't think I, uh, <laughs> I didn't think I belonged in a sense. You know, I'm like, this isn't my world. And uh, quickly, you, you know, you reassured me. You never me. showed that to say, you know, I, I never felt that from you at all. It was an instant, like, this guy's like a, a lifelong friend. He's likable, coachable, and you really were. I mean, because at times I, I do come straight at people. I don't have time or patience yeah. to. Well, know. I think that's so it's like ignorance is bliss, right? You know what I mean? I'm there to just soak it in. The world is my oyster, and uh, I'm going to sit make the most of this opportunity. I had no idea it would come to here tonight. You know? How many hours a week were you working at the time in trucking? It was anywhere from 50 to 65 hours. And you're lugging in. Endless. I mean, we'd go 30-hour shifts, you know. Hon, I'm not coming home. I'm going for a night run. And how you old know? was Riley? Like a month, two months, three months old? She was not born. And then, yeah, all the way up until she was a year and a half, you know. I'm not coming home. But she's like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. You know, Dami's like, damn. <laughs> you know, what do you mean? When are you coming home? Uh, when the job's done, you know. And that's kind of my problem. I'm a hard worker in it's the sense like I'll just go, you know, I'll just go, you know, when, when do we stop when the job's done? So, and you, you know. were lugging like excavators into New York city. That, that sucks. Doing this. I could barely stuff. drive a regular car in New York city. It was at night, you know, so there was police escorts and private escorts and it was fun. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I love, I'm a trucker at heart, you know, mm -hmm. um, I do love it. I'd go do it for fun. I'll have a truck motor home and go see the country. Well, you know, tr trucking runs in your family. And it's in, it's I, in my I, blood. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of this is predicated on people being a little bit vulnerable, a little bit of telling their story, and you're smirking because you know where I'm going. But, you know, you had a pops who was a truck driver who was, you know, in a sense, in and out of your life. These guys run long routes, and oh, yeah, they're know. very busy. And Midnight starts, 4 o'clock end times, you know, yeah. that 15-, 16-hour day. Quick. Long hours. And a lot of these guys end up running into problems because... They're trying to pull these types of shifts, and your dad had run into some issues with some, you know, addiction, yeah. and we'll leave it at that. And you saw some some pretty tough things. And what I saw in you is that you did not want that long day, that long shift away from your family. You wanted to make it some other way, and that was something that instantly made me like, I'm gonna help this guy fucking win. Talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about the struggles you, you, you saw. So I wanted more. Um, I wanted more. I lived, with, I lived with struggle. It came in and out of my life. You know, it, you know that the trucking side of you know, what you just brought up, what we, have, what we had talked about, um, his battle with you know, addiction to some extent, um, that was probably the last seven years. How that, old were you when that was going on? We'll say 18, 19, you know. Fresh out of college, or not out of college, uh, fresh out of high school, just got a job. You know, I was doing like some BS, just nonsense. And uh, 
they were he goes you're not gonna you're not gonna do nothing you know you're not gonna just hop around you know why don't you get your license you know your cdl why don't you come drive so i do that so i'm probably 18 19 i'm trying to think and uh things started to shift you know those long hours it started to catch up to him you know it was it was something i had seen probably two other times prior in my life you know and then i was old enough and cognizant enough to Realize catch this on, good. catch it's, on, and I, I knew, my mom's not happy. This is tough. I knew the direction it was going quick. You know, I kind of distanced myself. You know, I put, I planted my flag. I drew the line in the sand, and I said, uh, "I'm going a different direction." Kind of distanced myself even from my family in a sense. You know, pulled sometimes back. Sometimes you have to. I did the same. Sometimes you have to so move away. I started working at that time. I was working for a paving guy, and it was nonstop. It was even worse than what I just told you about in my recent job, and. Uh, I was happy. I'm like, screw it. I want money. I'm going to invest in houses. I'm going to do something. I'm buying a house. I'm, I'm getting out of here. You know, Your mind I, was going. Ideas were going. So know. I'm going somewhere. All I, and like, all I knew is just I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to work. You know, it will, it will happen. I'm going to save a G note, save a G note, save a G note. You know, quickly, you know, $12,000, dollars $20,000. Um, Savings yeah. is so powerful. It, it, it's like young people, like, put your money away, like, screw the parish trip right now for an instagram photo like screw the car you can't really afford None Sock of that. your money away. so if we're like diving deeper um quickly that that spiraled like out of control so i'm 19 years old by we'll call it 22 shit hit the fan and uh with your pops so. yeah so i'm paying the, you know just nonsense in and out of you're helping your family just in and survive. out he would come coming and going is really the, the best way to put it um no stability in life whatsoever none um, well, your mom was a big... Mom's stable. Yeah. Mom's stable. Mom she was, was there, but... Um, She's busy. She's trying to work, take care of her kids. I got three other siblings, you know, yeah. one sibling's at college, and then I have a... Shout out to your mom. She's a great lady. My mom's She's tough. Best. Yeah. She wanted had, me to beat your ass in the backyard that day at your daughter's She definitely birthday. cheered you on. Nobody <laughs> else did. I think my ankle hurt for like three weeks after I chucked you over my hip. But, uh, so she... Um, you know, I had to step up. I, I, we lost our train of thought here. But I had two younger siblings. You had things going on, man. You, had you know, there's work. no stability. Bills need to be paid. And truthfully, if I'm being honest, you know, it's a little uh, selfish. You know, I'd see, like, these pink envelopes show up in the mailbox. You know, and then they're, they're yellow or, or whatever. You know, white, yellow, green, you know, pink. Then yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, mm -hmm. like, mom, what is this? You know, oh, it's the electric bill. You know, we can't pay it. I'm like, or oh, it's the water bill. Like, I'm like, listen selfishly i want to come home and take a hot shower after i'm done working you know like pay the bill mm -hmm. here's you know 300 bucks like you know um there was one instance our uh phones got shut off cell phones or cell phones got shut off for uh god forbid in the 2000s so uh no they they were um in, they were intentionally turned off so so fuck it we're going to sprint and turned off by your father yeah, yeah. so we're going to sprint and we're gonna open up our own plan you know, just, I need the phone, or we're out and about, we need to be able to communicate with at least each other. Um, so that quickly, struggle, man, I didn't want to struggle, you know, and that's, and I, I wanted, I am a family man, and I wanted to, I would just want more, like, it's that decision, it's that decision you make, that I'm gonna create something more, I read a book called The Secret back then, and yeah. if people haven't read it, you really should read it, it's, it's, it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's kind of a foo-foo book, you know, for lack of a better term. My grandma gave it to me on audiobook. I yeah. listened to it in the car. <laughs> but it was good. And you used to talk about, like, 
you know, visualize you're gonna get a front parking spot. And I used to do it, and I'd be like, oh my God, this shit's real. And I was yeah. like, and I lost 100 pounds after that. And I went and got my investment license and my insurance license, and things kind of took off for me in my life. But I remember having a vision board that I visualized this colonial style house that was in a modest town. And I shit you not, it looks like my house that yeah. I own today. So I think your mind is so powerful. So when you make that decision, although it's very tough right now, when you make that decision that I'm gonna go be successful, it's powerful. But I wanna talk more about your character real quick. Yeah. So fast forward, tough times with your pops, helping your moms out, which is you know, just a testament to who you are. It's not even a thought, though. I know, know it's not I mean? a thought for you. Like, and that's, you're the guy on my do. corner that if I get into a massive bar fight and I've done something wrong, I'm calling you to bail me out. Number one. I'll make those, sure my phone's not on that, those uh, big pause. that sleep mode. We're not going to put the phone on sleep mode, so I I did answer. accidentally call you at 2 a.m. and you didn't answer. You that also, was a test run. Years later, as you started to become a little bit successful in, in trucking because you were working so hard, your father had, you know, battled some of his his demons, if you want to call it that, and was getting his life back together. And your dad needed some money to buy a truck to get back to trucking. So and full you, story. I'll give you the whole yeah, story. Give me, give me, uh, give me, I'll give me the story you. on you, that. You can yeah. narrate it, but I'll tell it. Um, you know, the, the, the implosion, I'll call it. You know, so rock bottom. Um, you know, the, the, his truck, he was an owner-operator, so he had his own truck. They go to uh, what he he had a he had a loan out with a guy, but like a private loan through like you know a, a loan shark. Yeah, hard money. Hard money, you know, lease purchase because he you know he didn't have great credit. Um, anyway, he goes you know rock bottom for him. The dude repos the truck. I said, hey John, what what do you need? You know, I know there's like thirty grand left on the truck. I'll stroke you a check. You keep the truck. I know the truck's worth like ninety. Like just keep it. You keep it. When things straighten out, you drop it back off. Like, I just want what's best for my dad. He's saying he just wants what's best for my dad. That's not what happened. Um, he sold it. He sold it for 90 Gs and, you know, whatever. I mean, rightfully so. I, I, I lived with a little bit of, you know, anger, you know, or animosity towards that guy. But you can't knock him, you know. Um, but Circumstances but, were crazy. But to go and try to help your dad... And, and try to save him after, like, listen. It's like June. We'll call it June. I forget what year. By September, um, I stroked the check for twenty-five grand, and uh, we bought him another truck. Dude, but that's, like, you know how powerful that is? Like, that guy, like, you know, there's people in my life that I don't get too crazy into that have come in and out of my life, and I'm like, you know, fuck these people. I cut them off and see you later because I'm chasing this goal. I always say and I'm on this train. Right, AJ calls me the big engine. I'm on this train, and I'm heading towards my station. Either you're on the motherfucker or you're off of it, and I'm going there. And I'm gonna take good people with me, but I'm going there. And if you do me wrong, you're out. It's just kind of how I'm built. Yeah. And I try to forgive people who didn't do something that bad. But to come back to this guy who created all this, you know, hardship in your life because it was your dad, and stroke him that type of check, um, it just speaks to your character, and we can move on from the topic, but all the people out there who are paying attention to their show, who have tough times, who have been around addicts, who have had the toughest of tough lives, like Mammoth Moms, or Moms of Mammoth, whatever it is. Yeah. Kate, I mean, she was a single mom. She was not going to become the stat that said, I'm not going to succeed. So if you put your foot down and say, I'm going to succeed no matter what circumstance you're in, 
you're again a testament to that. So I appreciate it. Kudos to you. Yeah, telling like telling my story, telling that I don't I don't live by my story. I pulled um, that out of you over the last year and a half. That's hard. Yeah. It is, and I don't bury it because I'm tougher. I don't bury, you know. For me, it's you can't live in that "woe is me" state. You're of, strong enough to be weak and vulnerable. I mean, yes, but I'm saying I I want more. No problem. Like, hey, here's the check, and I just kept going. Mm -hmm. Like to me, it was work, work, work. The opportunity will come. I can help, and just go get more. You know, and and go get more and go get more is where my where my brain works. You know, so it's like I'll never have to question like where my dollar is going to come from again. Like, yeah, you I'll don't have even worry it. about it. You get fixated. It. It's a little bit of fear of failure in you. I you talked know. about that with Gen Z. I did a story about it myself the other day. But just stay focused on what pulls you because you really are talented, likable, yeah. great dad. You'll be a great husband. Um, and uh, thank you for sharing that. I know it's not easy to do, but I, I want people to get stuff from this show. And that's powerful. The day you told me at my bar... You had me choked up, and I'm not easy to choke yeah. up. I'm kind of like, you know, this cold bear. I'm like cold as ice. And well, I was make, like, wow. <laughs> you make me feel weird. I remember that moment, and it's, it's like, damn, you lived something. And it's like, no, I didn't. Like, did. I didn't. No, but I didn't. Like, I didn't. Like, it's no big deal. I'm going to scoop everybody up, and we're going to keep going. I like, get that mentality. So it's weird for me to pull back and be able to say, okay, cool, I did live something. So prepping to come on here a little bit and just having a, a, a few premonitions on what you're going to challenge me on. Um, you knew I, I was going to go there. I thought about it. I knew you were going there. But it's, uh, it's funny. It's like, damn, maybe I did live something, you know. But I don't want that. I feel like everybody's going to tell. I don't even want to tell my story. You don't need people to feel bad for you. I, I get no. it. But you're inspiring somebody else who's going through that who maybe doesn't have what you and I have. You can give me harsh Ryan, you're an asshole. Yeah. Ryan, you did it wrong. Ryan, you don't write well. Whatever you want to say about me, yeah. I take that. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, watch me. You know, I'm going to go. Not everybody has that personality. Yeah. It beats people down. So you I did go through. I can get punched in the face. You can <laughs> yeah, get no, punched in the face yeah. and keep moving. And, uh, you know, again, let, let's move forward with the story. But kudos to you and your mom and your family yeah. uh, for everything you've been through. So fast forward, we, we leave trucking. You were doing real estate already part time. Yeah. And uh, you were having a little bit of success. Typically, yeah, a few wins. Yeah, typically in real estate, if you are somebody who's a good person and likable, they go through in my business what they call your, 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 your 100 list. Okay. And it's kind of yeah. like these 100 people in your life that are part of your natural market. And most likely it's, it's you know, the least resistance to sell to that market. Yeah. I think in real estate, they probably help you identify those people as well. Like, yeah, your sphere of influence, family, friends, yeah. you know, so people you of that nature. You started to have those wins and you were helping some close friends and family get sales, but you're in and out of the truck, right? Yeah. I know the smoke's hitting you. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough my first client was me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, when, what year did you buy that house? Was it, was Zombie so pregnant with uh, Riley? Yeah, I got my license in February. I got my real estate license February of 19. We found out we we're pregnant like May, we'll call it, of 19, and we bought our house in July. Yeah. At how and old were you? 24, like freshly 24. I'm born in and July. how old was Zami? So 24. That's, that's impressive. It's three yeah. years ago. It's 24 years old. And, and Dami has her own story. As Once we get her to be a business owner and leave teaching, We'll have her tell hers we'll as well. You guys have you know similar stories. Um, you're both tough, and uh, I think when you go through adversity in life, it allows you to 
you know, go get the things that you want like you're doing. So you're in the truck, you're doing real estate, you meet Ryan Robbins, and I'm like, dude. So, yeah, we met. Let's go. We met in 21, yeah. I'm like, dude, let, let's go. You're being, I don't think I'm allowed to say this word on camera, but you're being it. a P. You're being a P, dude. Yeah. All right? I love the ladies. I respect everybody. You're being a P. You got to get it done. Like, what are you doing? You're talented. You're smart. You're likable. Why are we sitting here in the truck all day? And, and, I, and I could tell with you, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm half listening to me. And that went on for about six months. Tell me what was going on in your head. As I was telling you, you can succeed. Go jump full time into real estate. Be a business owner. Open West Properties. What was going through your mind for that six months that you didn't do it? It was uh, disbelief. I didn't think I could. You know, I'm like, I got to pay my bills. Truthfully, disbelief, but really I'm a squirrel. I'm like a hoarder. And I had a little nest egg. You're cheap. You know, I'm, I'm cheap. Yeah, we'll call it that. Mm. Not anymore, but you taught me we'll just spend it. You know, and uh, to this day, again. you're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. We'll spend it. We'll make it back. You know, you're um, saving it. At the it's same coming. Time. It's all it's all good. You know, now it is. But, you know, a couple months. You're spending it on you, though, and investing in you yeah. to grow your business. But yeah, what, what that, finally, what was the final straw? I remember you, you had definitely run into some frustrations. But what was the final straw that made you finally say, I'm going to go take the leap of faith and I'm going to go full time into real estate and create my own little LLC. So I'm stupid enough to probably keep working like that if I had to. So there's a, there's like two sides to that final straw. It was you telling me, Hey, you can do it. You have X amount of dollars that can, you know, pay your bills for the next, let's say 15 months. You know, if you didn't get a check for 15 months, you could pay every, every bill. And then, uh, my girlfriend, Dami was just fed up. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully, never you had around. No car. You're using the business. No car. Truck. I had a work truck. I'm coming home. I'm showering. I'm running back at the, out the door. Um, baby on like, the way. Or the, no, the baby was here. So now she's like a year and change. And uh, Tommy's like, "Fuck this! <laughs> like, when does it end? You know? Like, and uh, I had been taking. That was kind of what was going on leading up to meeting you, and that it only got worse. And I focused more on real estate. I focused more. Um, you and I were having conversations, growing, 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 becoming more busy. I lost a few clients, and I'm like, shit. If I was working, you know, if I was doing this full time, I could, I would have had them. Um, but really, I, I reached a point where I was busy enough in real estate that I couldn't service everybody. So it's like, I could be the truck driver and the realtor. I could be the truck driver and dad. I could be the realtor and dad. I could be the realtor and the truck driver. But I couldn't do all, all three. And uh, Ultimately, you know, the lifestyle I wanted pulled me to real estate. So, yeah, we had some tough conversations, and you quickly went into it. You still didn't have a car. You were being cheap again, and I'm like, dude, just go get a truck. And then you start calling me up. I'm gonna get this 2500, and it's this diesel because I need a diesel truck. I'm like, that's a you're dumb retarded. financial decision. No, it's literally what you said. You're an idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. Go buy a nice Ford F-150. Get yeah. whatever you can get because trucks started to become they were they were yeah, obsolete. Yeah, you know, they, they were they were they hard to find exist. at the time. So uh, that's May. I quit my job, you know, end of May. So like we'll call it June one. You know, I left. I didn't get a car till like mid September. No, but what you did is you <laughs> went and got a car. You quit your job, and you were waiting on some sales. And I saw you sweating. I saw you sweating. But what people don't realize is that sweat, when you're determined, drives you. Something shifts in your mind, and when you take that leap of faith or you jump off that cliff, you hear so many entrepreneurs and small business yeah. owners talk about. 
something shifts in your head. You go from, if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it's the best book out there. Everybody's book. paying attention, read it. I think it's the only one I read from cover to cover, you know, in my adult life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing book. You know, you have to shift that thought process of trading your time for money. And then every time you go to leave, it's always like, here, here's another dollar more. And it, and it keeps you in that, you know, slavery is a bad word nowadays, but it keeps it you as, 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 you know, in the rat race, keeps yeah. you as a sheep in society. And, you know, I want to help so many more people realize, and that's not to say my, my dad, who was a truck driver his whole life, yeah. or any of our friends' parents that worked extremely hard at regular jobs to give us better lives didn't do amazing things and they aren't amazing people so i hope it doesn't come across that yeah, way yeah i mean i lived a great life truthfully yeah. i did we I mean you know racing bikes you it was all good, good. i did it yeah we did a ton of things there's a ton of good stuff that we didn't talk about but you know it wasn't you know like not a what was me thing no I, and i just want i don't want to come across yeah. wrong yeah, but for either of us to be able to, to switch that thought process and jump into your own business Something happens to you, and I saw you sweating. I know Dami saw you sweating. You were freaking out, and then all of a sudden, you know, I remember you walking in my backyard. Chest is out. I'm like, what's up, dude? It's like, ah, you know, I had like four closings kind of come together. You know, just you know, built a savings account back to where I was when I started. I said, oh. So uh, you know. And right we, at that point, we started a savings plan. Yeah. I took. I like, took right, money away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we knew that day was coming, you know, or whatever. That was the goal, you know, is to to better myself. Even As a business that. owner, you got to force structure to yeah. save money because you never know when things are gonna be up well, and down. But it was it was really fun for me to watch. And this is a different fireside chat because yeah. we started with local mentorship, but it was fun on my end and i'm stealing a little bit of your thunder but it really was fun i mean evan right wasn't it fun to watch what he was doing and then and then he didn't know how good you were i still don't truthfully and you still aren't good you're still not capped out you have no, so much of more course, but like i don't you know you say it's fun to watch i'm like watch what you know it was struggle it was this it was that it was you know it was it awesome. was me just doing it i'm just doing it what do, what do you same thing oh you worked hard what do you mean i worked hard selfishly I just did what i need to do we were making a big announcement friday it may be about my ebook it may be about my coaching you know this is going to release wednesday but friday we're releasing the coaching yeah. and like you were totally a beta test for me to say like can i do this can i take this dude from 50 grand 60 grand to you know, six figures, and um, well so I wanted to talk about your income, and, and listen, everybody that watches the show, people are like, oh, I can't come on the show, this guy's doing, you know, he's a million dollars a year in income, or he's doing $25 million of revenues. That is awesome, and I love those guys, because I can get super technical with them about operations yeah. and different things that obviously a small one-man band is not doing, but yeah. you're, 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 you're doing awesome things. Last year, with real estate, after you jumped in full time, what was your your ending income? I think I got a ten ninety nine for ninety grand. Plus, you had trucking income that year. Plus, so. I had about twenty grand there. Yeah, so, so you we about, broke the six figures. Yeah, you, you know? broke six figures, dude. Yeah, and so this year you're shooting to do approximately. I mean, no BS. I'll probably match last year in the next forty days. And then you'll probably be at about what two hundred grand. I would like to shoot for two hundred. So a year and a half after we met, and you took a little bit of guidance, a little bit of a nudge. You're going to more than double your income, and you—I know for a fact, seeing your Instagram, cutting the lawn during the day with your daughter, hanging out with yeah. Dami. Dami's got more planned days. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's happier. Uh, we're living a good life. 
You're going you know, to Key West for, I think, Dami's birthday or yours? Yeah, for Memorial Day weekend. So um, I just went to like a, a work trip, a conference. It's kind of lame if I'm being honest. And uh, I came home. I said, we need one. You know, I'm going to bunker down. That was February. I said, we'll give it. You know, I got six, eight weeks like jamming. And, let's uh, be honest. Let's Dami, was, Dami was mad. He went away without her. She I mean, her I trip. had to sweeten her up a little bit. I said, hey, <laughs> come on. Let's <laughs> It happens to all of us. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> but know. for those people out there that are paying attention, here's a nugget. This dude was making $70,000 a year working 60, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And now he'll get close to, call it 200, if not better, in income a year and a half later selling real estate. And he's not a guy traditionally selling real estate. And I don't want to spend much time on real estate because we've had real estate guys here. No. You're a guy that goes out there and finds it. And this is something that people need to pay attention to in business is how much do you really want it? What are you willing to do? So we were on the phone. I think it was. I'll tell you, it was October. It was, it was October. It was, it was November. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. Three, four, five months back, whatever it was. And you were driving past somebody who had a house in your neighborhood that was the owner. They didn't live there. Their mother had lived there. She had moved out. I don't care about the details. Yeah. But you said, I'm going to go talk to this guy and tell him that I'll offer to cut his lawn because he was from North Jersey as long as he called you first yeah. so you can get a flip opportunity for one of your clients or investors. Really for me, truthfully. Um, when I got Explain in, that. What do you mean for you? So I'm 20. I, I, it's funny. We jumped around tonight, but... I'm 27 years old. Um, I told you shit hit the fan around 21, 22 years old. And I'm like, I want real estate. Um, I was working for that paving company. I had a really good mentor. The owner of that company was awesome. What's uh, his name? Give him a shout out. Carmen Reno. He's uh, he's phenomenal. Uh, Carmen, truthfully. give us a call. We'll talk to you. Yeah. He reminds me of you, you know, so he was like, the, you know, it's all stepping stones, you know. But um, I'm like, dude, I want to own property. I want to do this. I want to do that. He saw my work ethic. He goes, we'll do it. Just keep, you know, keep saving, keep saving. I moved on from there, you know, went on, you know, just figure, finding my you path. You reconnected with him again recently. Recently, you know, he called me, you know, they're, they're ready to buy a house. You know? Did he give you a little, didn't he give you a little, he gave me, he gave me a little, little nudge. nudge. He said, you ah, you're not nudge. aggressive enough. I said, no, you just don't want to pay. You're cheap, you know. <laughs> but So uh, hold on, time out. But that's the shit, right? Sometimes I get perceived as a bad guy. But that's the shit of people who want you to win. So that guy, John, who's Matt's partner, who have all those Jersey Mikes, yeah. those guys, Matt was on the podcast, nice enough to come spend his time. Yeah. Those guys are ultra successful. He was a caddy, not a caddy, he was a golf pro at Manuscon Country Club, called him up, and he said, how many extra hours you got to work after your full-time job? Yeah. It's those top comments like yeah. Carmen gave to you that was like, hey, He's like, you could do it. He lived a similar similar life, you know what I mean? So there was a relatability piece, but I'm like, I want property. I want property. Dami comes into my life. I said, I want to own real estate. I want to flip. I want to do something. I want passive income. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And Dami's so, like, okay, Trevor. No, no, truthfully, she goes, I was laid off from the paving company. She goes, why don't you go get your real estate license? Like, shut up and start doing something. Four days later, I'm signed up for, you know, real estate school. Um... I, I wanted to use that as really a stepping stone, as like a side job. Did you get your haircut today? Yesterday. It looks good. Looks sharp, right? 
Yeah. My ADD's kicking in. It looks nice. It's a nice fade. You know? What's that guy's name we went to? That's Jake. We're Jake. going to skip. We're, we State don't even Farm. have to give the shout-outs at the end. Yeah. Chicory Street. Yeah, I'm jumping around. But I'm looking at you. It looks sharp. He actually put me on the payroll. He said, I'm referring you to him. You know, he put me on the payroll. Yeah. I get a free cut. Yeah, I like it. But uh, Sorry to interrupt. Anyway, um, it's long-winded. Um, to cut no, it short, I wanted to own property. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I want to do it. I'll use this as a stepping stone as a side piece to make some money and, and I could buy a house. I'll work the full-time job and I'll do this on the side to buy an investment property. Well, we ended up having a kid. We bought our own house. You know, things, things changed. They spiraled, but I never derailed from wanting those properties. Damn so I'd, goal. I'd hunt them out. You know, we live in, uh, in our neighborhood. I'm like, that house is a shithole. Like nobody lived there. I'm like, there's never, the lights are never on. I'm like the one day I'm like the dudes out there. I'm like, I ran up to him. He probably thought I was some crazy person. Like, and sure enough, it was seven months later. He called me. This is like six weeks ago. He says, I told you I'd call you. But you're never that crazy person. You, you totally come across as yeah. so genuine and real. But uh, Sometimes I, you're so real. I'm like, is this guy a fraud? Is you he... ask me all the time. There's no agenda with me, dude. Yeah, is, there, is this guy got an agenda? He's too nice. Like, <laughs> no. It's not real. Truthfully, no agenda. But, but uh, the lesson I want to give and the nugget that wants to be, you know, yeah. hopefully they're receiving is... You're willing to go up to this guy, and now you've done it two or three times in your neighborhood with other properties. I'll probably do three off-market deals that'll become flips that I'll get to be a part of. Now, are you funding those deals? Did you bring in outside money? Tell us a little I bit about the I found the deal. I mean, if you Googled it, it's probably wholesaling, you know, if you wanted a definition of what I did. But um, I said, I have a vision. I want to own the properties. I want to flip them. I, I don't have the money. How many years in real estate are you? Three years. How many people are struggling in real estate who drive their fancy cars and all the stuff they do that have told their investors they can't find flip properties right now? All of them, truthfully, all of them. So now I got this kid, he's a contractor, he's hungry, he's backed by money. I want these properties, I want these properties. Same thing, he, he puts out a Facebook post, you know, hey, what realtors out there can find me properties? I'm like, hey, I, I think I could do the job, or I can do the job, is what I said. In the back of my mind, though, just like when I walked into your mentorship, you know, for that, I'm a little like, hey, I'm not really, that's not really my, I want it to be my wheelhouse, but that's not really me. But fuck it, let, you know, let me, let me try this. Got to stop you, I need nuggets. That's called a limited belief. And I did that for a long time. I talked about it many times. I was removed from high school. Yeah. Um, I wasn't dumb by any means, but it just wasn't for me. And um, a lot of times because of that, even coming into my business, David Rabe, who brought me in, I was like, ah, oh, Dave, you know, like, I have no freaking high school diploma. What yeah. am I gonna do, you know? Since then, I've gone to finance school and, and done all the testing and all that stuff. But, you know, you cannot have a limiting belief. You gotta, you gotta fully believe that I can be, not Joe Biden, I could be Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Why not me? Yep. Why not me? It's 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 the greatest country, although all the bullshit we have going on, it is still the greatest country in the world by a long shot. And you could do anything that you put your mind to. And I want you to stop that because what you were able to do in your little neighborhood is going to continue to compound for you because of the people you put yourself around, the integrity that you have, yeah. and you're just grit to win for your family. So I want it, you know, that, that kid who I found these, we're going to do these projects together. He's like, they don't exist. You know, he's like made a post. He's like, you know, shout out 
to my body for finding me something that doesn't exist. So I know what I want. I know what my vision is. I'm going to create it. You know, we're not going to go stalk Facebook looking for it or go on the MLS and, and wait for it to come and be like those people who are saying it doesn't exist. It's not this market. It's not this. It's not that. Um, I'm going to go out and make genuine connection and I'm going to ask for business. So I don't want to talk a lot about real estate no. in a sense of like, you know, you being a realtor and no. how you become successful as a realtor. Uh, cause it's irrelevant, right. you know, I think what is relevant is how Trevor becomes successful in his eyes of the things that he wants that you've talked about for yeah. about 30 minutes now. What are some of the things that you have seen help you build relationships, get sales and put you on the track to make your $200,000 this year? And don't just don't generalize it to real estate, you know, talk about it as a business owner. Just be real, right? So I'm not, I sell, right? I am a salesman, but I, I'm not salesy, you know? Um, I had an appointment with a stranger a couple, like two weeks ago, and uh, I'm all nervous, you know, do I wear the button down? Do I do this? Do I do that? We had coffee that morning. I had the button down in the truck, and uh, truthfully, I, I was I on my- I pointed it out. You pointed it out, I'm on my way to the appointment, and I, you know, I'm like, do I put it on? I said, Tommy, what do I wear? Do I wear this? Am I 50 shades of blue with all this navy on? Can I do it? Can I not do it? And uh, I went in a different outfit to coffee with you. And then I'm like, I'll change. Truthfully, I drove there and I'm like, fuck it. I'm not changing. I'm being me. I'm going to show up as me. I'm presentable. It was a polo. It was my jeans. It's what you see tonight. Um, and when you show up as a real person, I think you do this pretty well too. It catches people off guard. They don't know what to do. Yeah, they're they're like, expecting a suit. They're like, oh, we're like, even just they're like, oh, like you're another sales guy. And then you're like, oh, no, this dude's legit. Oh, this yeah. dude has an agenda. Oh, no, he really doesn't. Like, he genuinely wants to buy my house. He genuinely lives five doors no, down. I need I, money. Yeah. I, need, I, need, I need commission, but I want to, like, genuinely get to know you and add value and make money that we're way, like, not, I'm not through bullshit. selling you. I'm not bullshit. It's just the truth. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. This dude really did buy my house. It was eight months. I called him. I made him an offer, I showed him the money, and we bought the house. Like, And this client you're referencing, is that that home in Howell? That's the one in Howell, yeah. Yeah, so again, young realtor, or young business owner, I should say. Yeah. You have been doing this for a total of two years, full-time, a year. Yep. And you're walking into an opportunity that's essentially a seven-figure home that you're going to list. Yeah, it's like mid 900s and i'm sure that this person had other opportunities to list a home of that value and because you stayed true to you and this is something i struggle with I, i'm honest i struggled yeah. with it a lot young in finance it was like i buy this old man lexus which was inspired by mike abrams which i'm gonna have him on the show he's a character he told me he's gonna smoke some weed on my show i told me he's allowed to we'll see what happens <laughs> um but super wealthy guy in the syrian community um, his in-laws family owned a large construction company and he used to take me to lunch every day in his Lexus. Yeah. And we would go to his country club and, and he would show me how I should get my shoes shined and all this stuff. And this was kind of like what I thought I needed to do to succeed. And I'm like, you know, all right, let's, let's roll with this. So I, I ran you with that it. for many years. Yeah, yeah. And finally I was like, this is stupid. Like, this is not me. So to notice that, you know, I think I noticed that at probably 20 nine maybe maybe 30 even several years in the business yeah though, you're, a couple, you yeah. were how old when i met you 25 25 you already kind of knew that hey, brian you know i don't really want to this is me man be fancy i want to wear my carhartt 
that are really long and I have friends, right? So I come, you just, you heard my whole story. You heard where I come from, you know. I have, all my people are in that world. And when I'm in that world, I'm like, I don't want to like deal. Like your boy Ryan? We're going to get him. <laughs> I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be the dude that, like, I don't want to walk up to the guy in the, with the suit on. Like, I don't want to deal with that cheesy ass dude. I don't want to deal with him. So, like, I'm me, right? And I quit, right? I'm going full time. This is what I'm going to do. I want to better my family, you know. Ah, all my buddies, ah, you'll be in a suit in no time, you know, and sure enough, here I am still in my flannels, you know, in my sneakers and my blue jeans. I and, love uh, this flannel. I, I, I think I'm somewhat successful. This thing's from Costco. I, just, I was just going to, yo, this that's, thing's a, like that's a rich shout out. I like, was thinking you got it from Costco. Listen, Costco, Frankie Rizzo, how you doing? This thing's nice, 12 bucks. <laughs> I like this thing. It's comfy, nice and light, spring weather. Yeah. Dude, I, Guy Tirandola, I, I love him. He's the next business partner of mine. Great dude. And, you know, he used to roll around in his Yoda, which I think he still owns. I think there might be a shock through the bed. Guy, I hope you fixed it. Uh, <laughs> you know, he used to say, Ryan, you know, like, you're going to talk to these business owners, man. They don't want you suited and booted. And at the time, I used to challenge him. like, Guy, like, you're just too cheap to buy a nice suit, or you're yeah. too cheap to buy a Breitling, or you're too cheap to do whatever. And Guy was right. These people just wanted to be on a relatable level. So shout out to Guy Tirandola, great dude. He's in the financial planning space as well. Yeah. Compliance, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> uh, people just want to be I dealing with, with good people. It sells instantly. Um, and just call a spade a spade, you know? Like, if I kind of drop the ball, I'm going to let you know. Like, hey, I think I'm dropping the ball here. And, like, my clients love it. They're like... No, dude, you're good. We're cool. You know, I'm low maintenance. Like, all right, cool. I'm just checking. You know, like. Well, I gave you, I gave you a recent, uh, you know, test. You know, like yeah. a, a softball that I lobbed up there for you, and I was like, is 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 he gonna dribble this to first, or is he gonna smack it out the park? And well, I, I gave you, I gave you two clients that I love dearly. I, I I came into their life, and the wife Annie, if you watch, I love you. But Annie called me. Bernie Sanders. I think we're like her two sons she never wanted. Yeah. She called sense, me Bernie truthfully. Sanders first time I met her. I was like, I don't know if I should tell this lady off. Should or I like leave? Like Bernie Madoff, right? Isn't it Bernie Madoff. Bernie, Bernie Madoff. There you Bernie go. Sanders. I knew it was something I'm calling else. Bernie on, Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Madoff. Get it right. like, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, he's a crook. Bernie Madoff's not a crook. Who knows? <laughs> so she called me Bernie Madoff, and I'm like, damn, this lady's tough. But those are the people I introduced you to, and yeah. I was really kind of nervous. I had full faith in you. They had come to me. I'm pretty sure we fought like all week prepping for it because you wanted to make sure I didn't fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. I definitely gave you a lot of you know, you know, information going into that. Yeah. Uh, for two reasons. Number one, I wanted my clients to succeed, and anytime that somebody is taking, you know, what I call a micromanager out of my world, and I'm sitting there head coaching the deal. Yeah. I want to make sure that they have success in that area of their life. Um, and I mean that, you know, it's, it's my business. That's how I go to bed at night when, yeah. and go to sleep. Um, and for the second reason is I wanted you to succeed. I appreciate it. I wanted you to succeed in the worst way. And that's a nice deal you're putting together. They sold their home for close to 800 grand. You're buying another home with them yeah. for 600 grand. And um, to help people like you win those those people over who are who are amazing people but they're from the old school you know her father was raised in brooklyn yeah. you know they could have chose anybody you know that's the other thing they know a ton of people you know so i'm the and young they're smart people they're smart i'm the young gun they're older 
you know, all those, those limiting beliefs, which I've quieted, <laughs> you know, I tuck them in a little chest. I don't really let them out. Um, you've prepped me, you know, I'm prepared to walk in there. And uh, I think when I left, she called you the next day and is like, he's our guy. What do you think helped win that deal? Don't make it real estate. Make it the deal. Make it the negotiation. I think what it's won me you being that me. deal? I really do. I believe, and I don't mean to like beat a broken, you know, beat a dead horse, but it's. Uh, I think it was me. I think know? it was you too. Like, hey, I'm normal. Like, I might curse a little bit. I'm probably not going to wear a suit. Like, I'm normal, just like you guys. You know, I think you know. I sat there for three hours. I was late for like two other appointments. Dami never thought I was going to make it home. You would <laughs> look so sloppy in a suit like me. It just doesn't work. It's not you. It's just not me. Like, it's not you. I'm a fraud. You tell me to leave as soon as I walked in. You know, yeah. like, but uh, I think it's being me. And I'll just, like I said, I'll call it out. Like, hey, Ryan made me sweat a little bit walking in here. Like, you guys you guys are tough. Like, you know, I'll just break the ice if, if I need to. And like I said, I'm not a salesman. You know, am I knowledgeable? And can I do the job? And am I relatable? Yes. And uh, I will negotiate you through and I'll get you, you know, I'll do you right, you know, and I think that that confidence, I can I can give off that confidence now. I don't even think it's, like, confidence. I think it just goes back to, again, you being real. And when you're real as a person, especially as a business owner, like, you see these um, girls that are doing, and I have a girl coming on that's, you know, in the clothing world, and she was able to leave her job during COVID and surpass her husband's income, who, who, who kills it, you know, yeah. sharp guy, works hard for his family. And she's so proud of that. And it started with blogging and a little bit of journalism. And her story's coming out. I don't want to give her name away, but she's like a little rock star. And she's like, I'm just me. And like she came on, she was a little spitfire and she was talking. I'm like, this girl's on the show. I love yeah. her. You know, she's keeping it real. Yeah. And too many people out there think that, and, and social media is the most underrated fucking place. That people don't spend their time, they don't spend their marketing. Yeah. Evan and I have it's spent, uh, you know, Evan has given me a, a heavy discount. Um, and even with that discount, as well as some of the stuff we're building on the back end, it's cost us about 40 to 50 grand over the last eight to nine months. And uh, plus time and energy that could be spent somewhere else, right, Evan? You know, uh, you know, no, Evan no, has a lot of opportunities. And people who go and understand that they're going to invest in putting themselves out there because uh, I'm reading this book, Naval, uh, Naval, what's his name, Evan? What's his name? Ravikant. Naval Ravikant. Barely pronounced that, but AJ from Thrive said, this is a great book you need to listen to. And Naval talks a lot about like putting yourself out there under your brand. So think about it. You could start, you know, West Properties is your brand because it's your name, but you could start, you know, LLC Real Estate or this BS name and you can go into business and create any BS you want and sell anybody any BS you want. If it fails, there's no real accountability in you because you are some hidden shadow. Yeah. When you come out on social media and you wear your brand and you own your brand, there's real accountability. So you have big wins, you ride those highs. You have big losses. As long as you have good integrity and you are honest with people, people give you another shot and, right and, and, it, yeah. and you did that right away. So I think that that's cool. Something you, you stood out, being able to invest um, and see the, see the long play. You know, like I've spent time, I, I've had countless um, employers who I talk to to this day. Like who would want to deal with a 15-year-old idiot, you know, like 
that's who I think I am, you know, in a sense, or You're I'm not. just, I'm stop a, a no, stop identifying stop it, that. but I'm a, I'm a nobody in a sense, or there was 10 of us that showed up, you know what I mean? There was 20 employees, there was whatever it is. And, uh, I still talk to those employers today and they say, um, you know, oh, you're always a big thinker, you know, like, so I can see it for the long haul. And I think that that's big. If you can invest and take, you know, see it for what it could be, not what it necessarily is. And then, so what are you compound investing that. in now? Myself and my brand, me what? as, me what as you, a person. What, what, what is it? It's real estate, you know, as a realtor, but also it's real estate. I want to own real estate. I want to buy dirt. That's really, you know, this, I knew I wanted to wear my name. I didn't know where I was going to see it. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Like for 10 years. West sounds wealthy. West. It's like Batman, Adam West. I know Adam West. I went to school with me. He's from Batman. No, Adam yeah. West is it's not from It's the Batman. original Batman. Shout out to Adam West, dude. We know a lot Batman. of Wests that I'm not related to. I've met a lot of Wests that I have no connection to. But um, seeing it for what it could be, you know, and having that vision, there was a long-term vision for what I wanted to be, wanted it to be as a person. I wanted to be something, you know, West. We could take this anywhere, you know. So talk about guys like your friend Brian. That's what I'm on blast. My buddy Brian Bray. No, but, but but talk about him. Talk to him. How does that guy, outside of real estate, how does he invest in him, and take that leap of faith from stopping? Again, him trading his time for money. You got to become like extremely uncomfortable and honest with yourself. So, what I mean, were you honest with yourself about? I know what I want. You know, and I've had conversations with him specifically. I think we've had those conversations. I have them with Dami. I'll have them with anybody. I know what I want. Um, I want a Ford pickup truck. I really want a King Ranch. I settled for an XLT. Did you see the new white on white King Ranch? No, I want tan leather, dude. Bad. No, I it's want white on Ranch. white, meaning the the brand is not. Oh yeah. In a different color, like the platinum is. I don't care what chrome. it looks like. I want. I'm worried about the inside. I want yeah. tan leather. But I know what want I want. So I think if you come, if you, you want be, a ranch, I want a ranch. Yeah. Right. I want a small little, small little something for myself. Christmas tree farm, something. Um, but I know, you know, become like uncomfortably honest with yourself. I think that's what someone like my buddy Brian, anybody, I think there's a lot of people in that space, a lot of friends I have that if they were uncomfortably honest, said this is what I want, and then pounded the pavement working for it every day, I think that's where I got here, where I'm sitting today. I think they're soft. I mean. I think Brian's soft. I think. think I could be soft at times too, but I think I also can take criticism. So I think these guys are all soft. If you want it, you go after it. If you want it, you go after it. I had I a guess. conversation with a guy today, Mike McLean. Shout out to Mike McLean. He had some people that were like, oh, why are you watching Ryan Robbins' podcast? He's like, because I remember when Ryan couldn't speak in a meeting. That's pretty cool. And I remember the things I said to Ryan and what I was able to do. And I told Mike McLean back then, and he knows it. He can get on LinkedIn and, you know, validate this. I said, I'm going to make more money than all of you fucking people in this office, and I'll take you out if I have to, if you're a bad guy. Did you know how then? You had your, you were on your warpath already? You knew how you were going to do it? I was understanding of they were all doing it wrong. I just had to figure out how to do it right, Yeah. being a good person. Because yeah. you could step on people's heads and... 
get to the top. I just think that that's the funny part, though, is like we live in a society. This is how this all started, how you and I met. Yeah. It was to show people in my circle that were being greedy bastards that you could do something on yeah. social media and do it right and pass it forward. Make something, yeah, help, you know, make some, someone make something of themselves. The world we live in today, I think social media is a crazy, pla a good platform that we can uh, speak our truth and... I don't really want to appeal to the masses. I'd really like to appeal to people that want to work with me and people that I align with. I think the problem in today's world is people are, you know, they don't want to pick a side. You know, we got to stand in the middle. They're uh, fence riders. Yeah, and why ride the fence? You know, there's, we want a business owner. Oh, I want everybody's business. You know, I, I'm everybody's friend. You know, the, the bottom line is we're not. How many people are in the state of New Jersey? I, I think it's like 14 million, right? I have Something no like that. Evan, can you give us a check on that? Fourteen million in the state of New Jersey, thirteen million, right? He's so, so six and a half million, in my belief, because New Jersey is actually a pretty conservative state. We are small, and there's most of our our delegates are in urban areas, so yeah. the vote doesn't swing that way. But especially Ocean County, it's very conservative, and uh, you know, so if I have half of those people in the state, that's called six and a half million people. That's plenty of clients. Plenty of business for us. Yeah, you know? and, you know, look what Elon Musk just did. It's awesome. I think it's cool. Pull the band, you know what I mean? Hey, uh, it's kind of like a big F you to, uh, to all of us, you know what I mean, to trying to shadow ban us or hold us back. <sighs> they can't hold me back. <laughs> Never going to be able to I hold think, back. I think, yeah, the fence rider's got to go, in my opinion. So I think we, we've learned that as I grow my social media as I expand as a person, I'm not looking to appeal to the masses. I want to target real people. I'm not looking to... You'll also take the other, the other people who aren't really you know, on, your, on your same wavelength, but if they're good people, you're willing to help well, them. Well, they're, they're willing to come into... Your space um, and be open-minded. Or, yeah, they're coming to my cause. You yeah. know, they're willing to... They're coming to your safe space. Yes. <laughs> 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 they're willing to agree that, you know, my systems are my the way I think or what I'm doing, they, they believe in it. You know, maybe that's all it is, is they believe in what I'm doing. We don't have to have the same beliefs, so to say, but hey, I'm the expert here. This is what I'm doing. This is what I can help with. Yeah. Maybe I can help you, you know? I think that's better than just, you know, fence riding, in my opinion. I agree. I I'm agree. not that greedy to need everybody's business. I want people that want to work with me. And nor do you have the time to, you know, work with everybody. No. So one of the things I like to do is talk about, you know, some actual real questions or actual takeaways that people can learn from, from the show. And when I think about someone like you, I don't, again, I don't want to go just real estate. I want to go a guy who's walking in your shoes. So what is the one thing that you think completely changed your life? over the last two years? Damn. One thing. Being able to play the long game. And Explain being that. So being consistent in a sense to, you know, my reality today may not be what I want, but I'm willing to suffer through this to get where I want to go. Um, I've jumped through multiple hoops and done that with several different companies and business owners. And like I said, they're people that are close to me to this day still. And uh, I was going on my path. And I agree, but I, I, I truly think it's just uh, mindset. 
like just bumping your 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 thought process up in a sense of um, where you could take your income, where you could take your family, and 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 where you can go. Like two hundred grand to you probably five years ago sounded like a lot of money, and to a lot of people that is a lot of money, but it's really not. And that's the craziest thing. And I want people to know, like I'm not that smart, and I make more I than two hundred grand a year, I mean, a lot more, and. A lot of them can be, you know, so much further ahead of me. I didn't think it was obtain attainable a year ago, you know, and and now I'm chasing it down. Yeah, and I think you can go far beyond that. So, another two things I like to do is talk about another local business owner. So, somebody who is either impactful in your life, they're impactful in your community, and they're just good people that you know are are passing it forward. Give us two names, two businesses. There's two people, I think, that come to mind that have been very influential. Um, the first one would be Carmen Reno with Reno Paving. He was a boss, a mentor, um, someone who I think saw that potential and that I was a lot more fiery five years ago than I am today and a little more, you know, misguided, so to say, if you want to call it that. And he reeled so me Carmen in. So Carmen had to deal with you, your stupid self? I wouldn't even call it stupid, but... Um, Immature self. I, I mean, listen, I was always pretty mature, too. Um, it was just... So what were you doing wrong? Why were you misguided back then? Just, I lived in chaos at the time. So, like, my home life or, you know, the chaos in my life would come to work with me. Yeah. And he would kind of tolerate and say, tolerate it and pull me in and say, listen, I don't put up with anybody else's bullshit. And I put up with yours because I could see it. And yeah. he, he coached me, helped me. He's um, a good guy. He helped me a ton. He's a great dude. Um, and you told me a lot about him. And I, mean, I, talk, I said to you, I'm like, you need to reach out to this guy. I talk about him all the time, you know, to this day. Um, he comes he up weekly. Yeah. You think he knows that? I think maybe i got to remind him. I think you know? he'll know now. I think he'll know now. Um, Give me another business owner. And then uh, Greg Wareham who's from North Point Bank. So he's based out of Bell Works mm -hmm. up uh, in Homedale. He's a mortgage guy, but helped me a ton. You know, he has like a killer system and I'm new in the business. I don't know what I'm doing. And same thing, kind of tucked me under his wing and helped me, coached me, you know. Why do you think he did? I think the same thing. Like I'm almost, maybe I'm relentless. You know, like I, I didn't even see how good I could be or how good I was maybe at the time. And they're like, no problem. Hey, cool. Let's do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So he helped, he gave me confidence that I didn't have, you know, and that's, you know, invaluable. You yeah. Know? Listen, man, you're a sharp guy. I've said it a couple times, you're a likable guy. Yeah. You're a great dad. You're going to be an amazing husband. You know, sky's the limit for you. As far as you want to go, as hard as you want to work, you're going to obtain whatever that goal is. Just keep, you know, grabbing assets along the way and being smart. And you're going to kill it. And I, I'm so proud to be a part of it. You're going to maybe surpass me one day. And, uh, you know, just don't forget about me. I mean, so if I'm chasing you, hopefully I never get there. We'll grow together. Yeah, keep chasing me. Cheers. <laughs> cheers.